The Green Bay Packers 2022 rookie class got its first taste of Lambeau Field under the lights at family night. So what did they serve? What did they eat? What happened with these rookies? Plus another glimpse at Jordan Love, and he is making real progress. Don't take my word for it. Listen to people like Matt LaFleur, to Al Lazard, to his teammates who see what is happening. Plus, a little update on what could be going on with that nickel corner spot for the Packers. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Cobb. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Follow the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Bet Online, all of your gambling needs taken care of in one place. Head to the website or use your mobile device now to go check out all the trends in the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Family night. It is our first glimpse at these players. And it's one of my favorite things because, yeah, it's a practice, but the intensity gets ratcheted up. In fact, Matt LaFleur was annoyed. That the intensity was as ratcheted up as it was. He knew going in that it would be. He, you know, when he came to Green Bay, of course, had never been able to firsthand experience what that was like. So I'm sure that first family night, he didn't think, hey, guys, I need to tell you to calm down a little bit because you're going to have a different kind of feeling in that atmosphere. And for some players, it is great for them. Because they need that little juice or they they feed off of that energy. There are players who are just gamers who just go out there and they play better in the game than they do in practice. They It's just who they are. And I, I think that we, we should not overrate what we see. This is not a preseason game. It is a practice. Now. It is a practice in front of fans. I think the stakes are different. I think the intensity is different. And so I I think it matters more than a practice, you know, like a Don Hudson Center practice, but not not a preseason game. We haven't reached that level of intensity yet. This rookie class, though, boy, is there a lot to like. And Romeo Dobbs just keeps doing what Romeo Dobbs does. And he has he has the the one on one where he goes up beautiful throw from Jordan Love, um, the long touchdown that was the play that that really uh, went viral. Remember he also had a drop on a go route on the left sideline that he was open on. He is open on these throws, and even when he's not 50-50 ball, go up and make the play. He showed that too. This was really the first chance for fans to get to see his game and you have to be excited about what he can be. You have to just be on the edge of your seat going, what is he going to do next? Because he is, he is doing something every day that makes you stand up, get out of your seat and go, wow, 
that is cool. And you know what's crazy? He's not even the most physically gifted receiver in this draft class. That's Christian Watson, who back on the field Sunday doing some rehab work. Uh, doesn't mean that he's going to be you know ready to play anytime soon, but that is a good sign as, as he moves forward here. Just something to keep in mind. Quay Walker, not, not a lot of big plays, but man, he closes down space. He closes down space. He goes from you're three yards away to he's on top of you in like one step because he's so long. He's so explosive. Now, am I backtracking on my criticism of that selection? No, no, no. No, I am not. No, I'm not. Especially when you're you're seeing what's happening with guys like George Pickens and Alec Pierce and some of these other guys when you could have taken Christian Watson in the first, kept that extra second round pick and gotten one of these other dudes. I, I was still not not thrilled about that. I but that's not the point of this. The guy who stood out, other than Romeo Dobbs, of this rookie class in a good way, Devontae Wyatt. And I think he is going to be that kind of guy that I talked about at the beginning. He is the gamer. He's the guy that when the lights go on and it's time to just go hunt ball carriers, that he, he I don't know that he needs that, but he feeds on that. It Practice, you know, remember there were some, some questions pre-draft. Does he have some maturity issues? Is he a knucklehead? And this was not just like one source. This was coming from a lot of different directions. There was some, he had a, a legal issue. Um, that the Packers looked into heavily. Remember, we talked about that, and they found that he, you know, luckily did not um, physically hurt anybody. He was mad and kicked the door. It, it, again, we don't need to go down that that rabbit hole. He looks explosive, and on the touchdown from Jordan Love to Samori Toure, Dante Wyatt beat Sean Ryan cold on a spin move that was just filthy absolute just nasty and Devontae Wyatt had to hold up a little bit Jordan Love that allows Jordan Love to make that play now we're, we're going to spend some time talking about Jordan Love that those kinds of plays he, he knifed in for a run stop he has that sort of potential and and there was just this discussion in fact a couple of days ago you're hearing, okay, why, why are we not hearing from Devontae Wyatt? What's the situation? And I had to remember, I had to remind people that we've had like three, four padded practices, or at least at the time of family night. And one of them is a walkthrough. So like, you know, this is, we're, we're so early to be worried that a defensive lineman, interior defender, is not popping is silly. You get you get the games, let them go against other people's backup offensive linemen and let him show you how bad those guys are. You'll find out how good he is real quick. Now, if you're only good against backup offensive linemen, I get, I get it. But Brandon Thorne, who's coming on the show, by the way, um, next week to talk about this offensive line group, he always points out that for most players... Even the really good players, a lot of their production comes against bad players or, you know, bad by NFL standards. Right. And that's OK. If you're a good player, you should beat up bad players. It's then when it's good on good, that's what separates the truly elite players. 
I think there's more to come here with Devontae Wyatt, more to be mined. Don't freak out that we haven't seen more from him. More is coming. Again, not a defense of the pick. I still did not love the pick. Do not love the pick. But there's a lot of talent there. for, And he does a thing that, that the Packers don't have a lot of other guys who can do. And that is get up field and pass rush in a hurry. Penetrate. Get disruption in the backfield. He can do that. And there, there aren't that many other players that can do it the way that he can. Maybe no other players that can do it the way that he can with his, his explosiveness. Kenny Clark is explosive, but he's also powerful and wants to use that power more often than the quickness, although he converts that speed to power. Devontae Wyatt is just, I'm going to shoot this gap and be in the backfield. And he has elite first step and second step explosion. So keep an eye on, on what you're seeing there. On the flip side of that is Sean Ryan, who gets worked. And we're not seeing him get worked in um, with those with those starters in the offensive line. Jake Hansen at right guard, Royce Newman at right guard. He does not seem to be in the mix there as of yet. That can change. As of right now, not there. Zach Tom, on the other hand, has a chance to win that right tackle job, um, depending on you know what we see from Elton Jenkins. He didn't stand out to me one way or the other. But I think when we get in the games, we're going to see him against some of these pass rushers, especially if he's a starter. You might see him go up against probably not the Nick Bosa's of the world with the 49ers coming in on Friday, but some some good players, some starting caliber players. If he's in the starting lineup, he's going to go against some starting caliber edge rushers. And I think that's going to tell us a lot about where he is in his development. One of the guys that did stand out, though, in a good way, Samori Toure, I've been telling you about him since they drafted him. I think there's a chance he makes this team over Juwan Winfrey. I believe that when I did my 53-man roster projections, I put him on and did not put Winfrey on. I don't think we saw enough from Winfrey to make me think that he is so much better as a receiver that it makes up for some of the special team stuff. But Winfrey, you know, gunner on punts. Toure, Gunner on punts. They're both going to need to play special teams to make this team. I think the draft pick, even though, a, you know, a seventh round draft pick, but a new draft pick uh, matters. And I think that gives him a little bit of a leg up. If they keep seven, I think, I think Toure ends up being the seventh. He's shown some ability. And I think, you know, on family night, he's shown more, he showed more than Juwan Winfrey did. And so if that's a, if that's a neck and neck battle, you got to feel like Toure is a little bit ahead right now. We don't, we don't want to go crazy and say, okay, it's over now. No, a long way to go. Three preseason games, still more than a month before we actually start seeing them play football on the field in games that matter. So there's plenty of time for these things to be decided, but a really nice day for Samori Toure. And he needs to stack those days if he wants to make this team. All right, we're going to talk about Jordan Love in a second. And I have a, I have a lot to say about Jordan Love, as you can as you can imagine. But before we do, I want to talk to you about money because there were times my first job out of college. I, I, I barely got to my next paycheck, living paycheck to paycheck. In fact, I had to go into credit card debt to do anything outside of just pay for the basic essentials. And there are a lot of people for whom that is true. Let Dave help. 
No, Dave is not a person. Dave is a banking app. A banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. More money to fill up your tank, to buy that wedding gift that you didn't sure, you weren't sure you could afford to catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. No interest, no credit check. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees do apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC. So there is a group of fans who would rather be mad about the Jordan Love pick and stay mad about the Jordan Love pick than ever acknowledge anything positive about Jordan Love. And if that's you, that is your right as a fan. So I'm not going to change your mind, right? And that's, I don't want to say that's okay. That's your choice. You've made a choice. <laughs> the the progress is there. The progress is real. This is not just me. Matt LaFleur talked multiple times now. He talked after the Friday night um, family night and then talked um, before practice um, this weekend about the progress Jordan Love has made and stacking practices. He had a couple really good practices last week where he's making decisive throws, where he is processing quickly, making good decisions by and large. Did he have a drive where he forced a pair of balls? Yes, he did. That is part of the progression here too. He consistently throws to the right guys. And this year we're seeing the ball snap in a way that it had not the last two years. But, but, that it did at Utah State, especially if you go back to that sophomore year film where he is playing with confidence and decisiveness, that ball jumps out of his hand. He can make second reaction plays. He can make off-platform throws that are just rare, even at the NFL level. The kind of talent that he has is pretty, pretty cool. And we haven't, we haven't had to see a lot of it. We haven't been given the opportunity to see a lot of it. He's probably going to play, I would guess, 75% of snaps on Friday. I bet he plays at least a half, if not three quarters. They want to see him. And I hope, I hope we get to see him long, long stretches, Romeo Dobbs. Long stretches, Amari Rogers. Long stretches, Samori Toure and Juwan Winfrey. And some of these guys who are going to compete to have meaningful impact on the field this season for the Green Bay Packers. Al Lazard talked about the differences that he's saying, the progress that he's seeing and encouraged on what he's seeing on the field. I had someone over the weekend say, oh, you know, a lot of these quotes, they sound like, you know, in loving dads who know that their sons don't have the goods. You know, Aaron Rodgers talking about what a nice kid he is rather than saying what a talented kid he is. First of all, Aaron Rodgers has no incentive to gas up Jordan Love. And we know that that relationship is fraught. They might they might like legitimately be friends. They seem to get along in a way that Rodgers and Favre didn't. 
But we also know that that pick set off a chain of events that included Aaron Rodgers telling the front office, if you want to go to Jordan Love, just trade me. Everything is not rosy there. It just can't be because of what Jordan Love represents. So Aaron Rodgers is not going to hype up Jordan Love. But Matt LaFleur has gone out of his way. When asked, he has been what I think is honest about the progress. There's real progress being made here in terms of command, in terms of um, the mechanics. I don't think he's thinking about the mechanics anymore. And here's here's the thing that, that I love. The touchdown. A, an awesome throw with pressure in his face, bodies all around, collapsing, muddy pocket. These were the plays he wasn't making last year when we saw him play. Miss a throw, a touchdown to Devontae Adams because he wasn't able to identify the weak point in the pressures, understand the ball has to be out, and when it is out off platform to make a somewhat accurate throw. You can't fault him. You know, the, the, the play I'm thinking of, Frank Clark is in his lap. He hasn't even finished his drop. But these are the things, uh, Ben Fennel calls these job description throws. You have someone bearing down on you. You have an open receiver. You have time to cock and throw. So you do. And he, Jordan Love had time to throw the ball. He did not make an accurate throw. Jordan Love talked about the Lions game. This is recently, just after family night. He talked about the Lions game and a throw that he misses to EQ with pressure in his face. He's got a throw to EQ. He leaves it just too far inside and high. If he leads it just a little bit more to the right, could be a touchdown. And they could they could have won the game. Could have been legendary kind of stuff. And the interception that he threw at the end of that game was with pressure right in his face, trying to make a play. Now, you know, there's 20 seconds left trying to make a play. It's hard to fault him. But we had his coach, Steve Calhoun, on the show talking about Jordan Love. I wrote a big feature about what Jordan Love is working on. And one of the big things was this throwing with pressure. They repped it. They worked on it. He said, I'm excited to be in those situations this year because he can identify the pressure better. Presumably, he can get them in better protections, but then he knows where the protections are vulnerable. And if the protection does break down, even if it's not a pressure, it's just a four-man rush or a five-man rush, and they should have it blocked up, if the pressure comes, he feels more comfortable getting the ball where it needs to go on time and accurately. Now, does that mean it's going to translate to him actually doing that? Well, that's a whole other question that we have to answer. We're not going to get that answer until we actually see him do it, of course. But those are the incremental gains that compound, especially when you have talent. When you have talent like Jordan Love does, and you can fix, okay, the footwork, tie the eyes to the feet. That was what we were talking about all last spring. Tie the eyes to the feet. 
Okay, that becomes second nature. Okay, identify pressure and get yourself consistently able to put the ball where you want it, even if it's hurried, rushed, or off platform. Okay, now you let the now you just let Jordan Love go play because he processes quickly enough. He reads the field well enough. He is athletic enough. He has enough arm talent that if you can get these little things, it's like it's like when you're when you work out or when you exercise or when you do really really anything. You need the fundamentals so that your talent can shine. So you you get the baseline. Okay. You, you get to a certain point in your life. Jordan Love obviously has enough talent. He has enough fundamental work to know, okay, this is how you throw the ball. But when you're trying to tighten stuff like that up, when you have the natural gifts, again, those things compound. And then you add in, okay, here's another little thing you've polished up. More compound. It compounds again. And then all of a sudden, where are the flaws in your game? Now it's just your talent showing. And that's the stage where Aaron Rodgers got to. Whether or not Jordan Love is that talented, we will see. I keep trying to point out to people that this this was the year that we saw it from Aaron Rodgers on the field in an NFL game for the first time. But we're seeing it in practice now. That first round talent is consistently now in practice showing up. Family night, the next box to check, year three. Bang. Big plays, Romeo Dubs, touchdown in one-on-ones, beautiful throw. Samari Toure, pressure in your face, beautiful throw. Samari Toure on a, on a back shoulder fade. Beautiful throw where only the receiver could make a play on it. There were, there were real wow plays. After some really nice plays, some really nice practices. Stacking that. Now it's time. For preseason. Showed in a preseason game. And now. Now you really might have something. Before we finish up. Today's episode brought to you by BetOnline.net. The fastest and easiest way to check on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events. At the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. We've got baseball going on right now. The NFL. Preseason games. Back. NBA futures. NHL futures. Combat sports. Big UFC card we just had. Plenty of golf still to bet on. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering info from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Bet Online, where the game starts. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen. Now go make Locked On Fantasy Football your second listen. Find the intellectual fantasy expert, Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and unique angles to give you the moves. No one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. Just one little nugget from practice on Sunday. Uh, Jair Alexander, a couple slot reps. Eric Stokes, a couple slot reps. It looks like Russell Douglas is going to be the slot for this team the majority of the time. But there are going to be, as we've talked about, plenty of examples where they mix and match. And the fact that we're seeing it now just confirms the theory. I think they have a very versatile secondary. Aaron Rodgers has talked about just basically the butt kicking that this defense has put on the offense. Early defense is generally ahead of offense. So just remember that too. But 
Uh, this secondary is so talented and they, they're so versatile. They're so versatile. Jerry Alexander, slot, cool. Boundary, cool. Off, cool. Press, cool. Eric Stokes, he's mostly a press man corner. Learn to play off. He's still making that transition. Can he, can he take another step this year? I don't, I don't quite know when you'd want to put Eric Stokes in the slot unless you have someone like you're, you know, playing Jamar Chase or, or um, when, when Michael Gallup comes back, the Cowboys with CeeDee Lamb, and it's a bigger guy who wants to get vertical. Maybe that's when you do it. But, but Jerry Alexander played really well against Mike Evans in the NFC Championship game in 2020. He can handle bigger guys. He certainly has plenty of speed. So I think it's just a matchup thing. Like if you're going, going up against a team that likes to stack receivers to one side, like if they're going to, if the Vikings are going to put Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen on the same side of the formation and go, maybe you want Eric Stokes over there instead to turn a run versus Russell Douglas. I, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. I'm I'm really excited to see wh- why they would use that and what kind of circumstances they think would be make that most advantageous. We'll see. I don't, that's the fun part. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like to end a podcast on I don't know, but that's the fun part of this is they get to be so multiple, so, so versatile. That this is as versatile a defense as they've had in a long time. Aaron Rodgers invoked Charles Woodson's name when talking about Russell Douglas. So that, I mean, that just gives you an, an idea of, of where this defense is talent-wise. And it's really, it's really something that I think is going to be exciting to watch this season. They are so fast. They fly around. It's going to be fun to watch this defense for the first time in, God, when was the last time we said that? Never. No, it's been a long time. It's been a really long time. All right, follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the, the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Brandon Thorne is going to be here uh, tomorrow to talk about the offensive linemen, um, Zach Tom and Sean Ryan in particular, about where they can go, what, what positions fit them best, his scouting report, all that good stuff. Um, you can... Follow me on Twitter. I said that. Follow the podcast on Twitter. I said that too. Um, Subscribe to the podcast. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts on YouTube, please. Would love it if you did that. Uh, Anywhere you find podcasts, you will, of course, find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.